and welcome to Queer Media Pills, the podcast bringing queer media to your ears one small pill at a time. My name is Mars, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm your host. This week I'm gonna talk about RuPaul, and specifically RuPaul's drug race pros and cons, and what has happened to lead many trans people to honestly hate RuPaul, and I'm not uh, excluded from this group of trans people. By the time this episode comes out, there's gonna have been one or two more episodes of RuPaul, than I've seen, but that's fine, because I'm mostly not gonna comment on present seasons. I wanna talk about the show in general and its evolution, especially when it comes to trans acceptance, which is like the big debate when it comes to RuPaul Drag Race. And I'll have to admit this episode was in fact inspired by one of the most recent UK episodes, but we will get to that in a moment. Let's backtrack for a second and give some context to those who don't watch the show. The show is produced by World of Wonder for Logo TV, WoW Presents Plus and VH1 and it's currently at its uh, 13th season as the show started in 2009. Jesus, 2009 was 13 years ago? Oh, oh, oh it's been too long. I'd say I wanna go back because emo aesthetic, but like not for me, like at the time when I was in middle school, so um, no, 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 I'm good, actually. Um, yeah, Drag Race. <laughs> Drag Race works much like other reality competition shows such as um, American Next Top Model or MasterChef, except it's MasterChef in drag. Every week there's like a m- main challenge, one queen wins, one loses, uh, um, some of them will sing the blueses. Generally, the criteria that is used to decide who's winning is uh, which contestant has the most charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, um, C-U-N-T. Of course, these are very subjective criteria, like what does talent even mean, but thing RuPaul has been criticized a lot for is trying to force her standardized version of what drug truly means. Well, like, because drug is a form of self-expression and it was born from gender non-conforming people, often non-binary trans people, to express their true identity and their creativity and the full extent of their uh, gender identity and expression, which is quite hard to summarize, if not through heart, you know? Like, how do you describe gender? It's such an abstract concept once you understand that it's not linked to biology and it, it all becomes very confusing and Playing around with presentation is a way that a lot of people use to express their gender or find comfort in their non-conformity. And RuPaul has his own very specific idea of what drugs should look like, because that's what works for him, I suppose, and that's what uh, sort of has been codified. And like with most other queer things, expecting something to look one specific way is the absolute worst attitude one can have. Like, no, there's as many types of drug, really, as there are drug performers, which really brings us to the bigger issue here, his gatekeeping of who gets to go on the show. While officially people of any sexual orientation and gender identity are eligible to audition, most contestants to date have been gay cis men. There's never been a cis woman, it's very hard for trans people to get on the show. There's been a few transgender competitors, they've become a bit more common as seasons have progressed. The first trans contestant was Sonique from season 2, but she only came out as a woman during the reunion special, so after the whole season was gone and done. So it's not like Rue knew about that beforehand, uh, there was no way for Rue to stop her from participating. Similarly, in season 5, Monica Beverly Hills came out as a trans woman during the competition, but again, 
when Rue had chosen her, he was under the impression that she was a cis man. Only in season 9, Peppermint became the first drag queen on the show to be a trans woman who was already out as trans before getting on the show. Season 9! So... That's a problem, especially when you consider, like I said before, the drug has historically been an art form where trans people, trans women specifically, but trans people in general, dominate the scene, they built the scene. And it really goes to show what Grupo thinks drug should be, this female impersonation, but drug is really much more than that and doesn't need to be about looking like a woman. There's a very binary, limited understanding of drug that makes sense for an outsider, for someone who doesn't really know much about the art form. It surely can't be the outlook of the main judge and host of the biggest platform for drug into the mainstream. And I get very riled up, you can probably tell. There's so many reasons why this assumption of what drug should be is wrong. And a very first simple reason is the drug can't be about looking like a woman because there's no set way a woman looks like. There is a mental image we have of women for sure, but very few actually fit it. Especially when it comes to trans women. Trans women are women. So they inherently already look like a woman, cause they are. They look like themselves, a woman. So when RuPaul has in the past said that he would probably not allow trans people to compete, that shows that he doesn't truly understand what drag is, and why would he be the judge that makes such important decisions? When I'm saying important decisions, it sounds frivolous. It sounds like, no, it's a, it's a TV show. It's just a, a television competition. It's not a very important decision, but it is. First of all, because the show is a huge platform and a lot of queens go on it to gain visibility and therefore work. And the winner, especially, of the show gets so many job opportunities going forward. You know, such a subjective and important judgment is left to a transphobic person. There will be transphobic bias in the choice. At some point, a while ago, he compared the transgender drug performers to doping athletes, as if having a certain type of body or curves has anything to do with knowing how to make a performance uh, funny, engaging, entertaining, uh, how to well-craft a costume, how good and creative a makeup can be. Those things all have nothing to do with the gender someone was assigned a birth or the body they have, and they're all much more important to a good drug performance than just like, I don't know, padding? And padding means like to, to make your body uh, more curvy through like literally the padding of it. Often drug queens, to give you an idea, will use couch cushions. So that's literally padding. If the most important thing is that, then it's not about charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. It's about bodies. And drag really isn't about bodies. Uh, for example, drag is also extremely fat inclusive. And you probably, even if you aren't familiar with the show, know one of the most famous drag queens ever, Divine. She she worked a lot with John Waters, for example, in Pink Flamingos. And she was neither thin nor beautiful. Definitely not trying to look like what society's ideal woman looks like, whatever that is. And Rue might have apologized for admitting his transphobia bias but that's not the full story and no apology truly means he's changed you know like RuPaul doesn't really care about others if he did I'm sorry but if he did it wouldn't be fracking his land like 
it's easy to forget because it's like this pop personality who's giving a platform to young queers and because the queens coming out of the show are cool and do so much work for equality and I love so many of them. I really think he gets credit by association because he gave them this platform. I'm not very inclined to take his apology, especially because he's shown other transphobic behavior in the past and quite recently. In March 2014, they still use transphobic slurs, which I'm not going to repeat because they don't apply to me, uh, but you can look it up. This information is literally on their Wikipedia page for RuPaul Drag Race. And since uh, the channel has removed the controversial segment from platforms, but that's not enough, is it? So at this point, there was this huge controversy, after which Ru apologized. And then in 2018, so after this whole slur controversy, and after Peppermint was cast and was the first trans woman on the show, so, you know, after I was supposed to believe in his apology, I don't remember exactly what happened, like what was the circumstance, what the reason was, but RuPaul made a tweet and... <laughs> Of course, well, what could it be? A tweet? Is it really that important? Yes. RuPaul made a tweet that was meant to be in support of the trans community. And the tweet says, In the 10 years we've been casting Drag Race, the only thing we've ever screened for is charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. And that will never change. First of all, contradicting what he had said before about how up until a certain point he hadn't cast trans women by choice. And then he attached the flag and the flag he attached is a trains flag you know choo choo the trains which was clearly meant to be a trans flag which is honestly hilarious the tweet has been removed since where you can find screenshots very easily online i've seen it live this is a person who's so deeply out of touch with the queer community with the conversation we're having around trans rights with everything Queens have literally worn the trans flag on her stage. Like, if she gets confused about how the trans flag even looks like, she definitely doesn't get the statements queens are making with those looks, because she doesn't know how the trans flag looks like. Oh, this is so ridiculous. And at the beginning, I did say that this episode was inspired by recent events, and more specifically, in RuPaul Drag Race UK, one of the queens, Jenny uh, Lemon, came out as non-binary. And I'm not sure if she was out already, like, to the public and just hadn't come out to the queens in the show, or if that was her official coming out. The conversation about her coming out started around Jeannie's outfit, because basically she had made uh, outfits previously that weren't very sexy, sexual looks. She's more of a kooky, funny drag queen. And in the episode, Rue pushed her to like perform more sexily, more feminine, which is also interesting that there is this association between looking sexual and looking womanly, I think. But anyways, while Jane is trying to update her look to be more sexy behind the scenes, she comes out and the moment was very wonderful because also there was another queen who also is non-binary and they had very wholesome chat about it. I was like, yes, this I like this. But I really didn't like that Rue pushed Ginny to uh, perform in a way that really doesn't suit her and was pushing her while being in this position of power of like, of course, being the judge and 
no, I do think Ru should have accepted that that's the way Ginny's drag looks like, that's her style. Uh, so yeah, these are my main reasons why RuPaul is problematic, you know? And these are not the only issues, uh, as I mentioned the fracks. And I'm not gonna go into the conversation of RuPaul's racism, because I am white and I don't feel like I can criticize a black man for being racist, but I can point you to an article by a black writer that breaks it down quite clearly. So you can check the description of this episode for that. But at the end of the day, as you can definitely hear from this episode, I do watch the show. My choice of watching the show is a choice that's been thought out. I've been considering whether I should stop watching it because of RuPaul's transphobia and complete lack of support of the trans community, but eventually I've reached the conclusion that whether RuPaul is or isn't a good person isn't the point. The show still does platform young queer performers. I get to know queens that otherwise absolutely wouldn't be able to. So in this context, boycotting the show, I think, doesn't harm RuPaul nearly as much as it would harm those performers who through the program have found a platform and their career and I'm also not sure television will pick up on the quote-unquote boycott because very simply there's also a lot of people who don't watch the show because they're homophobic. How will the producers even know that that's the problem? I don't think this is sending a message at all and is eventually just damaging young queer gender non-conforming people so I'm not gonna do that. And I'm gonna keep watching RuPaul Drag Race and seething through my teeth my hatred for RuPaul. And yeah, I think this was quite a long episode, I'm not sure. If you have an opinion about this, if you want to have a chat, if you want to let me know your thoughts or whether I should, you think, uh, um, stop watching, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Queer Media Pills and I'm gonna make a website soon, hopefully. So then there's gonna be a space there as well. But yeah, see you next week, Friday at 4pm. And until then, goodbye!